and interests in health and well-being with different perspectives to bring you a variety of tips and tricks for feeling your best and living a full, healthy life. Let's get started. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Um, I'm excited that the podcast is back and we have a new episode. I have a few new episodes actually um, queued up for you and some really exciting new guests and um, just covering some new topics. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen, I posted a, a video um, of kind of where I've been for the past couple of weeks or months. I'm not even sure. I think it's been two months since the last a month. I don't know. Anyway, not, not important, but, um, I just, I needed a break. I burnt out. I burnt out. Um, I just didn't, I, I had nothing left in me to give. So I listened to my body and, and I took a break. And I think that that's a really important thing for us to be able to recognize and accept that we need to do, uh, and then, you know, come back better than ever. So I took a break. I just, I didn't overextend myself. I just focused on, you know, one task and and that was that. Um, I just needed to kind of chill. So I posted that um, video on YouTube and it's also in the highlights um, on Instagram too if you missed it and you're curious to hear more about burnout <laughs> for me. Um, but anyway, uh, I have some really, really exciting news. So I've also been doing a lot of work with the To Be Magnetic um, workshops with Lacey Phillips with manifesting and neural reprogramming and, you know, kind of unblocking self-limiting beliefs. And wow, like when it comes to manifesting, I'm really good at that shit. I don't know why. I always have been. I write something in my five-minute gratitude journal and I'm like, oh, I really want this to happen today. And it happens. Like it's just wild. Um, one of those things was, um, so this is kind of funny. I had written in my it, it, if you have the five minute gratitude journal, the, yeah, the five minute gratitude journal, if you have that, you'll, you'll know this, um, that there's a section in there each day in the morning where you write, you know, three amazing things that, that could happen that day, three things that could happen that would make today amazing. And I had written a new, an exciting new business collaboration or opportunity. And that night I got an email from Sakara that I, um, was accepted into their, circle program, their ambassador program. And uh, it was, that's literally the best news I've gotten like all year. I have been obsessed with Saqqara since I lived in Philly. I mean, we're talking like pre-2014 when I moved to LA. I was ordering their um, meals. I've done the level two detox. I've got um, the little cookbook and I, I just love their products. I also found out that the founders, Whitney and Danielle, went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is where I went. So that's why a lot of their ethos really resonates with me in the way that I do my own um, health coaching. So, you know, looking at um, health as, you know, the combination and balance of all of your primary foods. So that's food, yes, and, and physical movement, but also home environment and joy and creativity and spirituality and career and education and your financial health, all of those things really tie into your overall well-being. So I could not, like there is literally no other company that I would want to work with more than Sakara. So I am so, so excited. I love their products for myself. I know you will love them as well. Um, I'll be posting a lot more about Sakara as I um, share a lot of the things that I'm using. I already do. So if you've been following me for a while, you know that I do the detox drops in my water every morning. Um, I use the beauty drops, which are rose water and trace minerals. I use the metabolism powder, which is almost like a chocolatey, um, like cacao kind of flavor. I put that in my coffee. I put it in my smoothies. I put it in chia pudding. Um, I love the bars. I like the beauty bars and the energy bars and the detox bars. I love the sleep tea. I use that. I alternate, um, my teas at night and every other night I do the sleep tea. It's got catnip, passion flower, chamomile. It's so good. Their packaging is so pretty. Um, I just, I love everything they have. So I will be sharing, um, a lot more about the product so that you can kind of get a better idea of maybe what you want to try. And if you do, I have a code for you. So XOHWK, Holistic with Kristen will be easy to remember. XOHWK 
is the code um, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Um, and if you've already ordered, just use a different email address, but don't tell anybody I told you that. So 20% off, which is really good, especially if you do the meal plans. Um, I'm definitely going to start ordering the meal plans because I just don't have time. You know, when I was kind of like burnt out and recalibrating, I was like, I love to cook. And that's something that I really find joy in, but it stresses me out during the week because I just don't have the time. So I'll have all these recipes that I want to make for dinner. And then by the time I finish work, I don't feel like making it and I have it and I have to make it. And I'm like, Ugh, and it's always really good. And I like doing that, but I think I need to save my recipes for the weekends when I don't have so much going on that day. So Sakara, the meals are going to come in handy there. I'm going to start ordering them so that I have healthy foods ready to go. Um, the level two detox was also really cool. I did that a couple years ago because they send you the, the cookbook and some of the functional wellness products like the probiotics and the drops, the detox drops, the beauty drops, the teas, and then you make the meals yourself. Um, back in the day before Wyland, I had time to do that, but now I don't. So the meal delivery is going to be key for me. Um, but yeah, I just love them. I love their newsletter. I could I could literally just spend my entire day like diving deep into the Sakara life. So highly recommend that you do too. Um, and yeah, take advantage of that code XOHWK, 20% off. It's pretty awesome. Um, so I have a really cool guest today. Her name is Kelsey. Um, we are Instagram friends, which I feel like, you know, you're not Instagram friends first. Are you really friends, right, these days, especially in the pandemic? Uh, ironically, she actually lives in Costa Mesa, which is funny because I just moved from Orange County back to L.A. So, um, you know, when you meet someone on Instagram, they could literally live live anywhere in the entire world. And she is was my neighbor. Um, but so, um, gosh, I'm like losing my tra train of thought today. Sundays, Sundays can be rough. Dave convinced me to have a few glasses of wine last night, and I absolutely regret it. I feel like I poisoned my body, and there's, like, massive inflammation, and I need to go to cryotherapy and freeze it out. So bear with me today. Hopefully you don't feel like that, especially if you're listening on a Monday. Um, so Kelsey is an entrepreneurial fitness and wellness influencer with a grounded and self-aware approach to holistic health. Kelsey has a lot more figured out than most of us do in our early to mid-20s. I wish I had the mindset that she has when I was in my 20s. I was just concerned with, you know, getting what I had to get done, whether it was work or college, um, and then where was I going to go party with my friends. So I really appreciate the way that she looks at life and approaches business and um, fitness and health and wellness, relationships. She's definitely inspirational. Um, I feel like you just listen when she talks. So um, I hope you enjoy and you can also find her on Instagram, too. So she is um, on Instagram at Kelsey Garby. It's Kelsey underscore Garby, G-A-R-B-E. And she will make you want to go work out ASAP. So <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy. And it's good to be back. I'll be posting regularly on Mondays again. Um, so thanks for being here with us. Awesome. So I have um, Kelsey here and we were just chatting about how we have the exact same target mugs, which is, I love that. Target connections are always strong. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much for being here. It is early. Um, are you, you're located down in San Diego or in that area? I live in Orange County. I'm in Costa Mesa. Okay. Oh, you are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've lived in Huntington Beach for a while. We just moved oh, back really? up to LA. Yeah. Okay. So we were very close. But yeah. Most of our outings were in Costa Mesa because they had, you know, everything like our little vegan restaurants. And I loved, um, what was it called? Um, like the anti-mall. What was it? Okay. It yeah. That's like not far from where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love it there. Um, are you from Orange County originally? Um, so I was born and raised in Torrance, California. Oh. That's where my parents are from. My dad worked as a firefighter um, in Torrance for 35 years, but we moved to Orange County when me and my twin sister were nine months old. Um, and I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Born and raised in California. I love that. 
Yeah. I definitely have thought about leaving just because I feel like there's so many other cool states out there, but I feel like California just like has a special place in my heart. And I feel like we're so spoiled here with the weather and just, I just love it. Like it's definitely home. Yeah. I feel that way. And I wasn't even born here. Like I, I just have this connection to California, to LA specifically. And it like always sounds nice to maybe go spend a little bit of time in New York again and get that East coast vibe. But then I'm like, I love it here. I just love it here. My son, he'll probably be like you. He'll be born and raised, you know, for, for long term. So he, um, he'll be that little California boy. <laughs> um, so you have a twin. What is that like? You guys must <laughs> built in best friend. We are. It's really funny because people always ask me, they're like, what's it like having a twin? And I'm always like, well, I don't know what it's like to not have a twin. Um, But growing up, we just, I feel like we were really close. We still are really close. Like she's my best friend. We've never had any weird animosity. We've never been like not friends. Um, But up until we were in going into college, we have been inseparable. Um, We were best friends. Literally we have, just had that special bond and then when she went off to school she actually went to San Diego um for college and I stayed here but up until that point I feel like we did everything together we played sports together um we weren't in classes together I feel like in the first grade they were like you know what these two need to not be together because they're just mischievous we just kind of always were like we are very similar but we're also like very opposite but when we come together I feel like we just have that balance Um, But we get along really well, like our family dynamic growing up, like my parents are still together. Um, We had a great support system and just like kind of like that, like all American family is just how I grew up. Um, But as far as me and my sister, we have a great relationship. Like we talk every single day. Um, I always thought like we would go to school together. We would live together. We would like do all the life things together. But it's also been nice because growing up, we had that identity. Everyone was like, oh, the twins, oh, the twins. Like, I have been called my sister's name countless times. Like, at this point, I just go along with it because I feel like it's rude if I don't. <laughs> um, but when we went to college, when we went separate ways, she, like, created her own identity. Like, she was just a killer scholar student. I wasn't. Um, she was, like, the head of her sorority. She just did all those things. And then I stayed um back here and I went to community college and I kind of had that experience but she was able to make a bunch of new friends and like do her own thing and like create her own identity and I was able to do the same here so it was nice to kind of have that because growing up we really didn't we were connected at the hip we were always known as like the twins like we were we we weren't really like our own identities until um when we graduated and that was just like kind of a nice taste that I was able to have. And then she moved back after she graduated during the whole COVID thing um, back in 2020. So we get to see each other a lot more now. Um, she lives in Mission Viejo. That's where my parents are. That's where I was raised. Um, once we moved there when we were nine months old, I lived there up until last year. And then I moved to Laguna Niguel. And then I just moved to Costa Mesa literally last month, like exactly one month ago. Um so that's just like a little bit about our dynamic. We get along really well. She is like hilarious. Like, honestly, she's like the star of the show. Like, <laughs> I think I'm pretty awesome, but I think that she is like just a complete character and everybody loves her. Um, but I feel like I've been lucky with having a twin because you have a best friend. Like, we would go to summer camps together. Like I never had to be afraid of like being alone or like not knowing people because she would always be there with me. And I know she would say the exact same thing. Uh, we just get along really, really well. That is so nice. I yeah. love that. You didn't have to kind of go to like school or like you were saying summer camp and wonder mm-hmm. like, am I going to make any friends? Is anyone going to talk to me? <laughs> like, exactly. You always had that. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys also had an opportunity to kind of create your own identities. I think that's really important, you know, as we get older for everyone, for all of us, because we get put into like these little boxes as children and adolescents. And sometimes, you know, we just kind of live out someone else's story and we're like, oh, wait, maybe that's not really me. Maybe I'm not like that. Maybe I need to try this on or try that on and and see, you know, who I really want to be. And that's awesome that you guys were able to do that. What were some of the things that you guys used to love to do as a kid? I like this question. And I always ask people this because I think as we get older, we forget 
And when you can bring a little bit of that back into your regular life, it just brings so much joy. Like I used to love to roller skate and read books and even like little arts and crafts things. And I've started to kind of incorporate like, like adult coloring books and, and things like that, you know, when I'm on a meeting, like on a call or something. So what is something that you used to love to do as a kid that you could do now, or maybe you still do? Hmm, that's a really good question. I kind of have to think about that. I was, I've always been very active, like in sports, like from a young age. And I feel like that's kind of what got me started with my fitness journey in my like later years. But we were like the the neighbors that were always in the front yard, like playing handball on the garage and like playing volleyball on the street. And we would like play um, softball. We would draw on the concrete with um, uh, chalk. Like we were like outdoors kids. Like we didn't have very much screen time, obviously back then that wasn't like a huge thing, but we were very much like out, like in the dirt, getting messy. Like that's like the type of kids that we were type of kids, that type of kid that I was. And I feel like that's something that I've been able to carry through my life. Like I ran a marathon when I was in the eighth grade, I was in the running club. Like I was just like a very active, um, kid growing up. I didn't have the best eating habits. That's something that if I could go back and change, I would, because I feel like it hindered me from having a lot of like success with sports and things like that. But I grew up playing softball. Like I played softball for over 10 years. I for sure could have got a scholarship if I stuck through it. I know I crushed my dad's heart when I decided to quit going into high school, but then I played volleyball. Me and my sister played volleyball for a few years. And then I was doing running. Like I've always been very active. Like that's just something that's a part of me. Like that's definitely something that I strongly identify with. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up that had a major impact on me was just being active and like being out in the outdoors, like I love doing things outside. Um, and just having that in my life now, I feel like is really important. I don't know what it's like to not be active. I don't know what it's like to not work out. I just feel like that's been ingrained in me since a child, which is something that I feel like I incorporate now as an adult. I'm trying to think of other things, but I feel like that's like the main thing that comes to mind that I really like can remember as a smaller child. Yeah, that's great that you've been able to continue with that. It didn't kind of drop off and you realized you missed it and you had to pick it back up. I think that's really important and probably so beneficial, not only physically, but mentally as well to be able to have that, you know, outlet. So that, that kind of is a great segue into like the next topic. You are killing it on Instagram with your like fitness journey and documenting that and sharing and just motivating. And I think that was one of the things that really drew me to you was that you were like, you know what? Distractions, everything. I'm not going to pay any attention. I'm going to do me. I'm going to like create these goals and, and stick to this promise I made to myself. What, what does that look like for you right now? Like what, what was it that kind of, what was the catalyst where you were like, I'm going to get serious. And then what drives you to kind of continue to push yourself? So, so after high school, like I said, I was playing volleyball and I was very like into sports, but after high school, I didn't have that anymore. And I started working out. Like I literally remember I was 16 years old and I'm pretty sure that was like the first time I had ever been to the gym. And there was just something about working out that just like like the gym, like felt like home for me. And it's like kind of a weird thing to explain, especially if you're someone who doesn't like going to the gym, people are like, no, like that's not like, that's not enjoyable. But for me, it always has been like, I've never really like been someone who what was against fitness and exercise. I've always just had that inside of me. But after I left um, high school, I made a fitness Instagram, which was Oh my gosh. I think that was like 2016. So it's been a while. And I just started sharing my Instagram used to be misfit Kels. And it's funny because people used to make fun of me all the time, but I literally didn't care because I was doing it to document my journey. So up until about 16, 17, I was, I was not a fit individual when I was in high school. Uh, sorry, my cat's like walking. In the um, um, I was not a fit individual, but I swear, like when I was going out of um, high school, I was like, I want to change something. Like I want to document my healthy, like my health journey. I want to just do this for myself. And then if other people find this motivating, great. Like I had no intentions of it being where it's at today. And there's been a lot like of trial and error to get to where it's at. And I've done a lot of things in between, but 
I just started sharing on social media like two to three times a day. This was before Instagram was like aesthetically pleasing and videos and all of this. Like I was just posting like like things I'd post on my stories now I was just sharing on my feed and I was just posting workouts. I was like sharing my transformation. I was sharing like healthier alternatives. And like, I found, I really found my space, my spot in that healthy, um, healthy slash fitness space that was available. Like that was out there at the time. And it's way, it was way different than it is now. Like mm-hmm. it, it's almost, I look at it now and I'm like, wow, like I'm happy that I was doing this back then compared to that I'm, I'm doing it now because it felt like it's a lot more authentic and I was able to be myself and just share like about my life and that opened up so many opportunities for me like I started considering myself like a micro influencer like my following started to grow just because I was sharing my healthy lifestyle and fitness and goals and like inspiration every single day whether people were you know showing interest or not I didn't care whether I had 50 followers or like 5,000 followers I was still doing the same stuff. And that opened a lot of doors for me. I I was working with fitness brands. I was making money on social media. I mean, not like big bucks, but I was doing that alongside like my serving job and going to school. Like it was just something on the side that was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and up until about three years ago, I like had shifted and I started with Arbonne, which is a um, health and wellness company. It's network marketing, which I was super against. I was like, I'm never doing something like that. Like that's not for me, but one of my friends that I had met on Instagram through like the health and wellness space was like, you should just check this out. Like you're already sharing products you love. Like you're already doing everything. Why don't you just try to make some extra money? And I was like, you know what? Fine. Like I was a broke college student. Um, I was someone who honestly went to school because I, my parents wanted me to not because they wanted to be there, which is why I went to community college. And like, I was like, so dedicated to fitness that I would rather be going to the gym than going to class. Like, it's probably why I was in community college for so long, (laughs) because I didn't take it seriously. Like, I've always had a passion for helping people and making money in health and fitness. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to find some something. Like, I've always been very entrepreneurial since I was like a little tiny kid. Like, I always knew that I wasn't going to be average and I was going to be like something great. I just knew it was knew it was inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt. But I found my space like in the health and wellness industry. And I just felt like that was like a part of my identity. And then I wanted to wanted to be able to make an income while doing something that I love. So then input Arbon, that has been like the biggest blessing. I always get extremely emotional when I talk about it because it's truly changed my life. But not only has it impacted my health, um, but it's impacted like my wealth and I've been able to share that with other people. So I feel like me getting into fitness, you know, almost eight years ago was just like a stepping stone for me to be where I'm at today. And mm-hmm. I love sharing health and wellness, but I also love sharing like inspiration during my daily life. Like I like sharing all of those things. And I feel like Instagram for me has been my place to share and like use my voice out of all of the social medias that are out there. Um, because I want to be able to impact others and be like, you can do this too, whether that's um, through financial success or whether that's through fitness or health or relationships. I kind of like to have like that whole dynamic, not just like fitness, but be able to have all those other key components because I think they all are extremely important. But I feel like health and wellness is like the best gift you can give yourself because no one else is going to do it for you, right? Like it's your choice to be able to go to the gym. It's your choice to pick up and eat the food that you're eating. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's just, it's something that's literally ingrained in me and it's a part of my routine. And it has been for the last eight plus years. And I just don't, like, I couldn't see it being any other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's just kind of how I got into fitness was there. Honestly, I just woke up one day and I'm like, I don't care what people think of me. I'm just going to make a fitness page and like document my life. My Instagram looks way different now than it did then, but um, because, you know, Instagram is changing and all these things, but I'm, I still make it my priority to share healthy living, share what works best for you, because what, what might work best for me and my fitness goals and health goals might not be the same for someone else, but I want it to be a place where like everyone can feel safe, but still like gain knowledge and things like that. Like I've thought about becoming a nutritionist and, um, you know, like, or doing stuff in the health and wellness space, but I'm really content with what I'm doing with Arbonne because I've been able to leverage my time and I can help more people without having like, 
you know, my hands pulled in every other direction. That's amazing. And you just turned 25 yesterday, right? Happy birthday, no, by the way. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just, it's really incredible to hear just the, the conviction you have when you speak about what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want it to look, and then to stick to it. Like at 25, I definitely did not have that drive. I was like, let me just do what I have to do so I can go out and party with my friends. Like that was it, you know, and stay out of trouble. I, and it's funny that you say that because I have a lot of like mentors who are like in their thirties and they're like, cause I started Arbom when I was 21. And for me, like I, I always felt like just, you know, how people portray their lives on social media. Like I always had to have my ish together by like 25 you know and that's not the case at all but I've always known like from an early age what I wanted and my father like instilled in me he's like whatever you want like you're gonna have to go out and get it like don't wait for someone to come to you with it on a silver platter like he really ingrained like hard work and dedication in me because that's how he was and um it wasn't until after I started my Arbonne journey that he became more open-minded to me doing this because in his mind it was always I want you to do something that's like you know it's like how most parents are like they want you to have security and they want you to Mm -hmm. you know like but for me I didn't care I'm like I don't even care about security like because I know that well I know my work ethic and I know like my abilities to go out there and get anything that I want if I'm willing to work hard might take five years might take 10 might take 20 I don't care the timeline as long as I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and I love um you can make money like for businesses and things to work you have to be able um to find a pain point and to be able to just like what's in it for someone else right Mm -hmm. and that's how it was for me and I was like okay like either I can do nothing and just hope something awesome happens in my lifetime or I can go out there and make it happen and do it for myself and I just feel like I've always been very motivated and I've always been someone who like looks at life very positively. That's just like how I've been wired. Like it's really hard for me to be negative unless I'm like extremely upset, but I've just never been that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that just helps me in all aspects of life. It's just looking at life with the glass half full compared Mm -hmm. to glass half empty. And I feel like for me, it took me a while to realize like, okay, what's my purpose? Do I want to go to school? Do I want to work a nine to five? Like, how am I going to impact people's lives? Like, that's something that I think about every day when my feet hit the floor is like, okay, what am I going to do today? That's going to impact someone else. Like, that's something that's really important to me. And I feel like there's so many avenues like in ways you can do that. But for me, I feel like that's through health and fitness and empowerment. And um, with Arbonne, it's really given me like a um, pedestal or a way to leverage like all the knowledge that I have and be able to pour into other people. Like that's just something that's so important to me. And my dad always told me, he's like, when, when you're really passionate about something, you can make a living off doing that. You just have to figure out a way to do it. And I feel like that was what was scary for me up until like halfway through college and, you know, navigating through all these avenues of ways I can take, um, to navigate the real real world after school and all those options just didn't seem fitting for me. So I'm just really grateful that I've been able to have all these opportunities. And I truly believe it was because I made the decision to start social media and not only like leverage that, but really build my personal brand early on. Because I, you know, people can look at me on social media and be like, oh, her life's put together. She has this, she has that, but they don't see all the steps it took to get there. Like they just, I'm just using Arbonne for example, because that's how a lot of people know me. They can see, oh, she had fast success in Arbonne. And I've only been doing Arbonne for three years. And truthfully, I have had fast success at Arbonne, but that's because there was years before where I was building my personal brand and building rapport and showing up online that when I implemented this in my life, it was like a no brainer because people already know, liked and trusted me, mm-hmm. you know, like, I feel like it's important for people to find what works best for them. And that's just like, what's worked best for me. Yeah. And it's interesting what you're saying. There was, um, I don't know if you've ever read any of Marie Forleo's books, but I just, I adore her. I think she's so smart. She's just very witty and she's such an incredible businesswoman. but she, one of her quotes was, is, um, clarity comes from action. 
And that always sticks with me. And what you're saying, you know, I think is a perfect example of that. Like, you know what you want long-term, but what are the steps to get there? I'm not sure, but I have to do something. And every time you take action, you can then either continue or pivot. And by just doing something, whatever that happens to be, setting up your Instagram account, like, you know, kind of posting about fitness, exploring the idea of Armand is, is getting you one step closer to wherever that is going to be. And I think that's like something that people don't, I think, realize is that you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to have all the answers. You just have to do something. You can't just sit there and think about it and try to figure it out or ask other people or, you know, worry about what other people think. Just do, just do it, do something and then adjust and pivot. So I think that's amazing. And you've got that ethos too of whatever I'm doing, I want it to positively impact other people. And I think that's always a win-win, you know, it's, it's helping you and it's helping others. And you can't go wrong when you're, when you're bringing value to people, whether it's three people or 3000 people, I think that's so special. Exactly. Uh, I feel like people remember you based off of the value you brought, not how you looked, not how your Instagram mm-hmm. looks. The people that I am inspired by and the people who influence me, it's not how their body looks. It's not how their workouts looks. look. It's how they bring a value and how they show up as themselves. And I think that's mm-hmm. important for me too, is people look at me on social, you know, this is kind of crazy, but I've had people come up to me and be like, you're so nice. Like, I wasn't expecting that. It's like, like you have this persona of someone that you think it's how they are and they're actually not. And I'm always like, you just never know what you're going to get. And I think it's important to authentically be yourself. And that's, you know, I try my best to be that. Like I'm quirky. I'm weird. I have, you know, all these funny things about me, but I still try and show up as myself because it's so much more relatable than like an edited Instagram or like yeah. Instagram or social media, like just be yourself. And I think that's really important and people will trust you. And then if they trust you, then they're more likely to buy into what you're doing, whether that's a product or a service or just your brand. Yeah, absolutely. And we all have those weird quirks, you know, none of us are this perfectly curated version of ourselves that we might portray. So it's nice exactly. to have that relatability where you can connect with someone and be like, Oh my God, I'm like that too. Or that's hilarious. Like this girl is crazy. Like that's a good thing. you know. Yeah. Um, I am curious. So I like specifics. What does a day of like the best workout and like your, 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 let's say like your best day when it comes to your workout and your eating, what does that look like from like, like, my, like, my, daily, like my daily routine? Yeah. Where, okay. So I usually get up early. So this is something that I just implemented a few months ago um, in August, which I think we're going to talk about that a little bit, but I started getting up before the sun, uh, usually between five and five 30, which for me, that was never a thing. I used to get up at like eight. I would be out the door by the, the gym by 10. I just had like a very slow morning because that's something that I cherished. I wanted to have time freedom and be able to do things on my own clock, but Within the last few months, I usually get up between like five and five thirty. Um, I don't read every single day, but I try to. I will go work out. I usually I go through phases of workouts that I enjoy. Sometimes I love to go to the gym and just lift heavy, do tra- traditional weight training. There's other times where I like to go to do boxing or like to go to hit classes. I go through phases. I don't have like a specific plan, but recently I've been into going to boxing or I've been going to um, hit workouts just because I, you know, like the, uh, the feeling I get from those compared mm-hmm. to just like, tra- uh, um, traditional strength training. But for me, I usually am out the door to the gym between like seven and eight, I'll come back and eat and then I will start working. So since I just started working in the office, literally less than a month ago, I'm usually there by nine 45 um, but when I was just doing Arbon full-time, I would do Arbon for a few hours here. I do some stuff around my house and then I would eat my mornings usually look like having, um, an Arbon protein shake or my roommate makes like the best overnight oats. So she makes those and I'll have those, um, greens. And then I'll usually have lunch and it's some type of protein with salad or greens. 
and vegetables or a complex carb. And then for dinner, it honestly usually just depends. Like I said, my roommate is like an incredible cook and she will make like last night we had, um, we had buffalo or not buffalo. We had barbecue chicken. And then she made like bacon wrapped asparagus and like these potatoes in the oven. It was amazing with this broccoli um, kale salad or she'll make like gluten-free and dairy-free enchiladas. Like I love, I'm like a huge foodie. Like I'm not someone who like doesn't enjoy food. Like I love food. Like I look forward to food every single day. I feel like my favorite food to eat is like Mexican food or like Mediterranean food. Like those are my top two that yeah. I love to have. I'm not really like a huge Italian pasta person, but Mexican and Mediterranean, I would say are like are my top two favorite foods to have. But during the week, I try and eat pretty clean. And then on the weekends, I'll, um, my boyfriend go out to eat. I'll indulge a little bit there. I love dessert. Sweets is like my kryptonite. That's really hard for me. <laughs> Not to have, like, after every meal, I feel like I need some things to eat. Um, but that would kind of be, like, for me. I usually eat, like, three to four meals a day, have some snacks in between, try to drink a whole lot of water. Like, that is so important. I feel like that's something that people don't pay attention to enough. But I feel like mm-hmm. it can make the biggest impact on not only your health, but your well-being. Yeah. And then in the evening before I go to bed, I usually have, like, some type of uh, tea. And that's pretty much it. Do you drink coffee? I don't. I nice. actually stopped drinking go- coffee when I first started Arbonne because our healthy living program has you cut out coffee for 30 days because of how acidic it is. And mm-hmm. I used to drink coffee every day. And then during that, I was like, I cannot give up coffee. And then I did for about a year and a half. I didn't have coffee at all. And then last year, um, I started implementing it again, but I struggle with like severe gut issues. And I felt like that was really causing me a lot of problems because of how acidic it was. And I just would crash like by 10, 12 o'clock and then I'd be another one. So then I started drinking our fizz, which Mm -hmm. I have that every morning now with my tea and just, I just feel so much better. So when people were like, Oh, how do you stay away from certain things? Like, because I know how bad I feel once I have those things, it like really triggers me and like makes me not want to have them. Yeah. That's like a huge thing with coffee. And then I'm very sensitive to gluten and dairy. I'll have them sometimes, but they make me miserable. And like before I eat them, even if I want to, I like replay that in my head to be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. do you want to enjoy this for 10 minutes while you eat it? Or do you want to be miserable for the next 24 hours? And that's kind of like how I base my judgment off what I'm consuming. My perfect. No, I still have slip ups, but I think the last time I had a cup of coffee was probably in the beginning of this year. So it's been a that's while. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so, it's so helpful too. I think people don't realize how much that plays into your mood too, like the caffeine and a little bit of anxiety if you're sensitive to caffeine and just, you know, as humans, we, we are not, we, we were never supposed to need caffeine to wake up and go about our day. So I think if you can reprogram kind of your dependence on that, you actually have more energy. I've, I've gone through phases where I've cut it out and I still do my one cup in the morning with like coconut butter and things to help metabolize the caffeine. But I'm, I think in the near future, I'm going to cut it out again. Cause I like teas and I like to do yeah. my herbal teas. And I actually feel more energetic when I, I think when I don't have caffeine, which is interesting. So I, I like think that. I might, I might be moving in that direction again soon. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I am like a, I'm addicted to caffeine, like for Mm -hmm. sure. It's not that I don't drink coffee because it has caffeine because I am not going to lie. I ingest a lot of caffeine every day, which I probably shouldn't. It was more for like the acidicness of it and the way that I make me feel. But up until now, I've been someone who hasn't really struggled with anxiety, like I know that's a huge thing for a lot of people. And personally, I've never felt that. I have had moments where like, if it's like caffeine based or like stimulant based, then I'll feel it. But for the most part, so that's something I haven't had to struggle with, which is shocking because it runs deep in my family, same with depression. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that my healthy lifestyle Mm -hmm. has made a huge impact. And people don't want to hear that. People who have bad diets, who might be overweight, I have some mental underlying mental health mm-hmm. hating issues, but 
there's so many things that play into that. And people don't realize that. Like if I didn't work out and I didn't take care of my body and I didn't eat um, nutrient dense whole foods, I probably would experience some of that because your serotonin's in your gut. And that plays a lot of part on how you feel like physically and emotionally, because when my gut is off track, I definitely can feel those things, not to the extent where it's like a huge issue, but I feel like that plays a huge part, like in your mental health and mm-hmm. your physical health. And people don't realize like how big of a key component it is. And I yeah. feel like that's something that I've, I don't want to say like blessed, but it's something that I've like come to realization with is, is that like, there's so many key components to healthy living. It's not so much about how you look like your body wise, like I know a lot of people work out and eat healthy because they want to have a specific body type. But for me, it's because I genuinely want to feel good. And I want to be able to get up every day and not have to drink tons of energy drinks or, you know, like take stimulants or whatever the case is like to get Mm -hmm. throughout, get myself throughout the day. It's because I genuinely want to feel good. And obviously like for me, when I feel good, I look good, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can look great, but feel terrible. And I would way rather feel good and not not like be like the slim, whatever six pack ab person. It feels way better to be on that side of the spectrum than it does to be like depriving yourself. And maybe you look great, but you don't feel great for me. And then you don't have any energy. That's not something for me that I'm willing to like risk or put on the line. Yeah. I think that's so important. And it's just, that's such good advice. And it's so important for people to understand the connection between what you put in your body and how you feel. And you're absolutely right. I'm sure your, your lifestyle has contributed to some of those genetic predispositions, not coming through as strongly. And I think that's really great that you've been able to kind of recognize the way that you can impact your own well-being based on what you eat or what you don't eat. Um, and the way you treat your body, that's really important. Like um, the chemicals and stuff you put on your skin and in your hair, all of that people don't realize like the stuff that you put on your skin and on your hair and on your face, it literally seeps into your bloodstream in less than yeah. 60 seconds. And people are like, Oh, how like, you're not ingesting it. Your skin is literally your biggest organ. Yeah. And for me, that's like why I got into the non-toxic holistic health route almost three mm-hmm. years ago was because my mom had cancer right when I went into college she had stage three non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and I started to realize like okay wow she was that she was healthy she'd know like underlying health issues but over time you start to think okay like not only am I is what I'm eating affecting me but the stuff I'm putting on my skin like us Mm -hmm. women put on at least 40 products a day before we walk out the door right and those things have such a either positive or negative impact on our well-being, especially over time. Like if you're mm-hmm. living 75, 80 years and the majority of that you've put, you've spent putting on toxic products, of course you're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. Every day. What do you use? What's your favorite non-toxic products these days? I literally, if I'm being honest, I pretty much only use Arbon. We have like over 500 and I'm not trying to like plug Arbon. I said, just because I do use it's it. what you use. Yeah. yeah we have over 500 <laughs> products, hair, skin, um, bath and body nutrition. We literally have everything your people are already using just cleaner and safer, not only for us, but for the environment. So, and that for me, before I started that holistic health journey, I had no clue about any of these things. Like zero, I didn't like the, they're like candles are bad and these are bad. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. They're just trying to sell us on something new until I really actually learned like, wow, every single day I'm putting all these products on my body, either I'm ingesting them or they're going on my body or they're going in my hair or it's going on my face. Like where can I turn my dollars to be able to use products that aren't as harmful for my health. And it was a slow, steady, gradual change. It wasn't like, I did not have the funds to just like go wipe out everything and start fresh, but I started to do it over time. And then once I healed my gut and my skin was glowing, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to put the junk on my, you know, on my face anymore. Same thing with my hair and same thing with, you know, with my body, because like I said, I struggle with a lot of gut issues. And once I realized like, okay, I'm being mindful of what I'm ingesting why don't I start being mindful of what I'm putting on my skin and Mm -hmm. things like that and I feel like it's been impactful for me 
And I'm not saying that everyone needs to go and do that, but I think it's important to get educated on those things because it's something that could possibly affect you in the long run if you definitely don't understand the consequences of using those things. Yeah, it's what you eat. It's what you put on your skin. Also cleaning products, you know, we're, yeah. we're just breathing that in and absorbing that to our skin. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your gut issues. I know so many women struggle with gut issues and can, you know, have a really hard time sometimes figuring out the culprit and making changes. What have you found, um, you know, has been maybe some of the reasoning for your gut issues? What symptoms were you experiencing and how have you kind of resolved some of that? It's been a lot of trial and error. And I want to say about five years ago, I started struggling and I don't know if it was from the intense dieting or just overstraining on exercise, or if it's just because of the long list of food sensitivities I have, I don't know. I mean, and I have underlying IBS. I don't know what really caused it, but I still struggle here and there with flare ups. Like my stomach will get huge like distended, I will look like I'm pregnant. Like, like if I eat like a tiny bit of gluten or even like a little bit of dairy, like it instantly happens. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because not only does it affect my body, but it really affects my brain and it really affects my energy and it um, affects how I feel. And I feel like alcohol played a huge role in that too, which is one of the main reasons I gave it up was because I was Mm -hmm. just so miserable that I was like, I need to change something because it was, it was impacting like my daily life. It was impacting my relationship. It was impacting me literally like getting out of bed every morning because I was just like, like my tank was literally empty. And I feel like food played a, like the foods I was eating played a huge role in it. And even if they're healthy, like there's healthy foods out there that still cause disruption to your gut. And I was, it was almost more frustrating to figure out what it was where I was like, you know what? I don't even care. Like it's, it's really frustrating to have to cut out all these foods and do all these things. Like I'd rather just be miserable because that just takes so much more time. And then I'd got to the point where I was so miserable where I'm like, I literally can't do this anymore. I had gained like almost 15 pounds of inflammation. I like didn't even recognize myself in the mirror anymore. Like, because I was just so like, physically and mentally drained from my gut issues. Like I was lacking in my business and I just like truly felt like I couldn't get any lower because I just felt so terrible and it was impacting all like aspects of my life. So that was like one of the main reasons I cut out alcohol and I really like got clean, like really got clear and started cleaning out my diet. Like I really cut back on eating gluten and dairy and those two things made a massive impact on just how my body looked and how I felt. And I think alcohol too. Um, I have, I'm not, I'm not an alcoholic. I drink a couple, you know, I mean, everyone's um, definition is different for when it comes to what an alcoholic is, but that was never me. Like my parents barely drank growing up. I've maybe seen them with a cup of alcohol in their hands five times, maximum 10 in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is addiction that runs in my family. And the main reason I cut out alcohol, which I know we were planning on talking about that. No, this is a perfect segue segue (laughs) into that, but I've been wanting to cut alcohol. Yeah. So I was always like, I probably had my first sip of alcohol when I was like 17. And, um, I've always been someone who I never craved alcohol. I was never like, Oh my God, I need to go out on the weekends and like get drunk. That that's never really been me, but I feel like within the last two years, like I met my boyfriend and he's from New Zealand. He moved here when he was 11. He was like, alcohol, like was something that was like in his daily life. Like he didn't drink every single day, but like Friday and Saturday we would go out and we would be drinking and just like that led to other things. And then I'd be hungover, And then I just being my own boss and being in charge of my schedule when I'm hungover or when I'm feeling that way, I just had no energy to do anything else. And I felt like my quality of life wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I just, that didn't feel like it belonged as something that was a part of my identity. Like I had a bunch of, I had like my Arbonne friends who, you know, have a certain way of life that they live. And then I have like my friends who are my age, who are 22 to 26 and 
you know, living over here and Newport Beach is right here. And, you know, we have all the bars. It's just like such easy access. And mm-hmm. I felt like when I first started dating my boyfriend, I'm like, whatever he wanted to do, to do, I wanted to tag along with him. And that looked like going out and drinking like all day Saturday and Fridays. And I'm someone who, because I think I'm so focused on fitness. Like if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink to get drunk. Like I'm not wasting calories on, right. That's just how I was. And I was like, efficient. that was a huge shot taker. Like yeah, you brought a bottle of tequila and lemonade. Like that was my thing. And I was, I was not, I wasn't even someone who could drink a lot. Like I would be three shots in and I'd be fine. But I just felt like alcohol really took me away from like, who I felt I was supposed to be. And then I would be out at the bars on the weekend. And then I would show up on Instagram on Monday and be like, buy my products from me, buy, you know, buy this healthy life. It just didn't feel like it was a part of my identity. Like if I'm out here posting health and fitness and I just want to like make a disclaimer is I think it's really important to have a healthy balanced lifestyle, but I'm a perfectionist. And I feel like I also don't know balance. I'm like really far one way or really far the other. And, um, before I met my boyfriend, I would maybe go out one time on the weekend. It wouldn't be every weekend, but then we would go out and it would be like alcohol was involved in everything. And then I just felt like there was just something inside of me where I'm like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just don't want this. This is not me. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of drinking alcohol. Like I don't even like it. And I just knew it was going to be hard because my boyfriend likes to drink and if I'm being honest it's completely shocked me like how much he's cut back like we don't go out anymore like he barely ever drinks and he used to be someone wow like, you yeah, had that positive influence honestly, on him. The, the other day we went we went to celebrate my dinner or my birthday and like he'd be someone who'd have like a beer or whatever and like I'd be I was like the person who would order like a margarita and he'd be, like he just has like completely cut back on drinking and I that was something for me like a few a few months into our relationship and he like knows his smile but at the time I'm like do I really want to be with someone like this like I just don't like alcohol I just mm-hmm. I would be I'm fine without it right and it's more of like a social thing and I got sick in July I stopped the last time I had alcohol was July 10th and it's been something that I've been wanting to do I've, I've always been very sober curious but I'm just like I don't know how I'm gonna do this like it's going to be hard for me because mm-hmm. that was my routine was going out on the weekends and alcohol was included in that. And that's just something that was a part of my life. Yeah. And then I got sick. I didn't have COVID, but I came down with like a really bad cold. Um, and there was like a few of us and I didn't drink for like two weeks because of that. And that just like started the whole thing and I felt great. And I'm like, you know what? I'm at this stage right now in my life. Cause this was like July, July, August, I feel like was when I really made like this mental shift because not only was I tired of drinking and like living that lifestyle, I was really just miserable with my gut health. And I, Mm -hmm. my business was going backwards because I wasn't putting a lot of effort into it because I was out partying and doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And it made a really, really, really negative impact. Not only um, on how I viewed myself, but my personal business and my income, like I started making six figures my second year in business. Like, wow. and for me, that was more money than I've ever had in my entire life. I went from making a thousand dollars a month as a server to six figures plus my second year. And I feel like I was just blowing my money on going out and partying and like, and trying to impress people that I really didn't care about. Mm-hmm. So in July and I stopped drinking and I was feeling amazing, but I was still struggling with some gut issues. And I had this conversation with my boyfriend and I'm like, something needs to change. Like I was crying every day. I had really felt like I had lost my identity and I was really struggling with all of these um, limiting beliefs. And like, I just didn't feel like myself. And I felt like, okay, I literally... I'm as low as I can get. Honestly, no one really knew. So for my boyfriend, because I honestly didn't feel like telling anyone, but mm-hmm. I made a promise to myself and I was like, if things are going to change, I'm going to have to do this myself. And there were a few things for me where I'm like, these are decisions I'm going to make. And until I'm out of this weird funk, 
I can maybe go back to those that want to build with alcohol. And, and my goal is to give up alcohol for a month. It's never, it was never, I'm trying to give up alcohol forever. I'm not trying to be sober forever. Like that was never in my plan. It was more of, I just want to get back to a place where I'm happy and I'm not stressed and I'm not hating the way that I'm feeling and the way that I'm looking and the way my business is going. And like my relationship has always been great. We I've never had like any rocky issues. That's never been the problem, but I just was not happy with myself. And I felt like that was causing me a lot of issues. And um, I had to realize that like life life isn't meant to be easy, but I feel like we go through things that make us stronger. Like at the end of our lives, everyone's going to look back and there's going to be periods of time where like things were harder, but then you in six months to a year from that point, you'll realize like, okay, everything happens for a reason. And that was like to make me stronger. I think that's a part of my story is because people look at me all the time and they're like, oh, she has this linear, linear, perfect, um, you know, road to success or her life's always been perfect or whatever the case is. And like, that's not true. And I feel like I'm trying to be better at being vulnerable and letting people know, like, I'm not perfect either. And I, I think the biggest thing for me was, is like, I've always been very prideful about my work ethic. And I feel like I had to let that slip probably for about like six months to a, not a year, six months to eight months. And it really caught up to me. And like, Mm -hmm. I remember there was one month where I'm like, was like scraping by to pay my bills. And I'm like, this is not like me. Like I need to change something. I'm giving up alcohol. Um, I'm cutting out distractions. I'm writing down a list of a few things that are important to me that are daily non-negotiables and I'm going to do them. And I read the book, The Slight Edge. I don't know if you've ever read that, but like that and that I felt like in that time in my life, like God placed that book in my life and was like, you need to read this. And it has literally change like the trajectory of this last quarter of this year where I'm like wow I was focusing on just a 30-day change and then I was focusing on a 60-day change and I was focusing on a 90-day change and I feel like when you're aligned in your life with you know your health and um, business and relationships and action like action is the biggest thing because right you can say you want all these things but until you actually take action to do them they're not going to change and in the book, it says, if you just focus on improving 1% every single day, mm-hmm. that's over 375. Wait, is there 365? Oh my gosh. 360. No, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, so I wrote down like, some of my non-negotiables and like, what, what they were. And they weren't these like big, crazy things. They were just like 30 minutes of exercise, you know, reading a book, um, focusing on my business, like talking to five new people a day, like just like basic things that if you don't do them over time can impact you heavily, or if you do them over time, they can also impact you heavily. Right. And that was something for me that really like changed not only my mentality, like it made me stronger, stronger mentally, because I'm like, you know what? No one else, like I always tell myself, like, no one's coming to save me. No one's coming to do it for you. Like if you want something, you need to get up and do it. I feel like people are so excuse based and that was me is like I always made excuses and if you make excuses for yourself I don't feel bad for you because it's your decision Mm -hmm. either you're gonna get up today and you're gonna like take the day on or you're gonna make excuses and you're just gonna be in the same exact place tomorrow and I had done that for six to eight months where I'm like I'm tired of making excuses I don't want to look back and a few years and wish I did things differently like I'm gonna change today and it's that it's like that deciding factor and taking action. Like same thing with the alcohol is, is like, I'm, I'm like a perfectionist. Like if I make a decision to do something, nothing can like take that down, but you have to be so for me, like ingrained in why I'm doing it. Because if it's just like, Oh, I'm giving up alcohol because I want to get healthy. It's like, okay, well, alcohol is presented to me and I'm not really ingrained in that. I'm going to fall back into bad habits. But for me, it was like, I want to give up alcohol because I want to get healthy to fix my gut so I can have more energy to do like daily things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like really getting more deep into why you're doing something. Like same thing with my business, you know, I want to reach out to five to 10 people a day. Great. Awesome. Life happens. You don't do that. But if you're like, I want to reach out to five, 10 people a day, 
because I want to build my business because I want time freedom to quit my job or whatever the case is like you're more willing to do those things every day because there's like a deeper reasoning behind why you're doing them and for me like no, no one else needed to know my goals like I just needed to know them and I feel like the times when I don't want to do something to do something is when I need to do it most. And I just want to encourage people that your goal, I mean, your dreams really like aren't that far away from you as long as you have goals and you're willing to take action. But the majority of people won't like the majority of people, my books over there would, would read this light edge, but they wouldn't take the action, you know, like the book tells you to do. Yeah, um, make the change. Like that's the same thing. It is like people will write down their goals. Like 2022 is coming up. People will probably have health and fitness goals. They'll write down business goals, whatever the case is. But if you have, you know, your goals, but you don't have a plan and you don't use action, like you're never going to get there. So for me, that was huge. It was like, okay, you don't need to write down this long list of a hundred things, write down five things that you want to change today or whenever. And like dedicate to yourself. Like that was the biggest thing for me is I'm like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Like I'm doing this for myself. And Mm -hmm. the only person who needs the approval to do these things is me. Like, I don't need praise from other people for giving up alcohol or for doing those things, because that's something that I wanted to do for myself because I just genuinely wanted a better quality of life. I feel like I am more excited about life. I feel like my relationships are better. My business is thriving. And I just started working with my boyfriend and you know, people might look at me and be like, oh, well, she had to get another job because our bond's doing terrible. That's not the case at all. Like I took on this position because I can, not because I have to. If it wasn't for him, there's no way I'd be doing it because I'm really um, passionate about the reason why I do what I do is because my main goal when I started three years ago was I wanted financial freedom and I wanted time freedom because those were two things that people couldn't take away from me. But that's what a lot of people in this day-to-day life are lacking. Um, so that was something that was really important to me. And just, you know, I don't have some really big, crazy story of why I gave up alcohol. It was just like, I just felt like it wasn't me. And I felt being a fake and phony individual by living this fake life out in the real world and then coming online and acting like in this perfect human being. And it it just wasn't me. And I just, and if, if you, if someone's, if you're listening to this and you do struggle with addiction and you do struggle with giving up alcohol, I really would just encourage you to seek help or find someone who you trust and like share with, share your struggles with them. Because a lot of people are battling things internally that they're embarrassed to share with other people, but that can be like your biggest saving grace is just telling someone like, Hey, I need you to keep me accountable, whether that's with business or fitness or giving up, let's just say alcohol, because you're more likely to do something if you tell someone. I'm obviously gonna need to go on social media and be like, I'm an alcoholic, I'm giving up alcohol. Right. But if you're like, hey, I wanna make, I think smart goals are important because they're like small, like attainable goals that you can tackle every single day that aren't like, this huge, big ordeal. Like I'm going to give up alcohol for a hundred days. Okay. That's cool. But like, can we focus on giving it up for 21st? Right. It's like, it's like focusing on the small goals first. And then over time, you're going to be like, wow, that 1% change that I made every single day has impacted me so much. That's like what I I look back at myself four months ago, like I'm back at myself now. And like daily, there really wasn't that much change, but then I look back over those four months and I'm like, wow, I don't even recognize who I was then. And all it was was one decision that I made to just give up that life and just do stuff for me. And a lot of my friends in the beginning, they didn't understand. Like my, my twin sister is still joke. She's like, so you're never going to drink again because I feel like we were always like the life of the party. But yeah, like my, my girlfriend got me this for my birthday it's it's tequila alternative because I tequila was like my main drink like that was like my thing and I love margaritas but it's zero proof and there's no alcohol in it but it literally tastes like it and it's nice that people if you're doing something like this like giving up alcohol like tell people like if they're inviting you to dinner don't fall for the peer pressure just be honest with them and say hey like I'm giving up alcohol for x y and z I would really appreciate it if you understood those boundaries you know, you don't need to be excluded from the group. I definitely have stepped away from 
going out and being around certain groups of people because I feel like I'd be extremely tempted and I'd fall back Mm -hmm. into that pattern, which I don't want to do. But if you have friends in there, you're usually your normal going out friends. Like I want to just encourage you to do other things, go on hikes, go do things that aren't centered around drinking alcohol or maybe, you know, some other type of kryptonite that you're trying to cut back on is just figuring out why you're trying to cut, give yourself like a timeline. And I always say like, just start with even just two weeks, even a week. If you're someone who drinks alcohol every single day, has a wine, has a glass of wine every single night, focus on like a week. Okay. You smashed a week, do two weeks, like focus on those goals. Same thing with fitness, same thing with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, what's going to create habits. And usually when you pick up good habits, it's really hard to put them down. Same thing with bad habits. When you pick up bad habits, it's really right hard to over <laughs> to the other side. So, um, just cutting out the distractions too, and coming up with a game plan and just find someone that you can confide in and be like, Hey, these are my goals. I want you to keep me accountable. Nothing but love, but I want my life to change or I want whatever the thing is like to change. And I promise when you start focusing on those key areas of your life, health, fitness, health and fitness, same thing, um, finances, relationships, cutting out that distractions like alcohol, your life will change. You might not notice it right away, but you look back in six months and be like, wow, maybe your body physically changed. Maybe you mentally feel better. Maybe you have more energy. Maybe your business is doing better or you're doing better at work. I don't know what that looks like for you, but it's definitely possible. But I think it's important. Like I always really say like, it's really important just to start with a small goal. And then when you feel like you've tackled that small goal, you can add more things on because if you start with the big, you know, the big one and you don't do that, you're not going to do the small stuff because you're already going to feel defeated. Yeah. It needs to be attainable and it gives you that self-confidence to keep going. This was so amazing. You are such an inspiration. I love how self-aware you are and just committed to your own personal well-being and your own personal goals and it's for you and it's about you and you know you're there to inspire and encourage but at the end of the day you're going to do what's good for you and not what you know other people you know maybe put pressure on you to do or think is best or you know they have their own issues with so thank you so much for sharing and being open and I loved this this was great of course thank you so much for having me seriously and I hope that you got everything you wanted out of this yeah because where can everyone find you if they want to follow along on your journey where can they find you I'm mostly on Instagram my Instagram is just my first name Kelsey underscore Garby that's kind of where I'm at I'm trying to get better with TikTok and all those other things but that's like my main platform would be on Instagram if you want to come say hi I would love that I usually respond to all my messages that's something that's important to me is creating relationships with um the people that follow me so you can find me on Instagram. And I'll put that in the show notes too. So anyone who's listening, you can go down and click on Kelsey's Instagram as well. Um, Amazing. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to rate and review and also follow along on Instagram at holistic.w.kristen. And I will see you soon.